Today we have spent a day looking at the journey of Jesus and ourselves taken a journey through the liturgy that we have been moved through. We spent some of our time in liturgy this morning thinking about the cross and what that means for us. Thinking about the cross and the blood of Jesus shed for us. Jesus did a lot of teaching. He did a lot of miracles. He did many things while he was on earth. But it is only by the blood of the cross that we are saved. And so we need to take a moment to reflect on the idea that what was shed on the cross was shed for all of us and for all that would have been and all that will be. Time is eternal for our Lord God, the Alpha and Omega. In our journey across, in our journey in the stations of the cross, we went through the lessons that happened with Jesus. And in the stations of the cross, I see Jesus' three years of teaching. Love your neighbour as yourself. Love your enemy. Do good to those that hate you. Pray for those that persecute you. I read the Gospel and I have never read a story of so much torture and vilification and persecution and, and just physical destruction that happened to our Lord and Saviour in any space. Our Lord and Saviour suffered for many hours and then finally died upon the cross. But in the face of all that animosity, in the face of all that pain, in the face of everything that he needed to do for us, he didn't hand us over and say, Father, it's too hard for me to save these people. They are a stubborn people. They are a hard-headed people and I don't want to save them. He didn't say any of that. He said, if it is your will, I will take this cup. And so Jesus drinks the cup that is before him and shows all those lessons that he has given us for those three years. In that, mor in that morning, from, from the evening of Gethsemane to the morning that he is tortured and crucified, every lesson that he has shown us is given. The ear cut off is fixed. Pontius Pilate is reminded that this is not Jesus' kingdom. And so he takes everything that everyone is prepared to put on, him, put on his shoulders. And when the Greeks want to, in the earlier chapters of John, when the Greeks want to speak to someone who knows about God, they don't seek out Annas and Caiaphas, they seek out our Lord Jesus. And even as he is walking along, carrying his cross. He is still speaking to people and sharing to them, sharing with them the idea that God is with them and they need to pray for those that persecute him. Especially when he talks to the women as he's journeying along. Tonight we come to a point where we read different readings and we sit with the Bible readings about God's amazing plan of salvation. This plan that bege that's begun in thousands and thousands of years ago and is fulfilled in our Lord Jesus Christ. 
and we sat and all we did was read the Bible. We sat and looked at the words that were in front of us. And I think to myself, after Jesus had died, after he was put in the tomb and the tomb was sealed, I'm not sure if the disciples would have taken out the Torah or taken out any of the scriptures and started reading them. Or maybe they were reciting them. I'm just not sure. It's not spoken about. But can I suggest that as people of the resurrection, as people who live in the light of the cross, in the light of our Jesus being resurrected, that we should have confidence that God, we are also part of God's amazing plan. Each and every one of us here and each and every person out there has a place and a space in God's redeeming plan. Somewhere along the line, you will have a conversation with someone. Somewhere along the line, when, when there is no one else around, you will have to contend with Satan's temptation to do something that might not be holy and righteous. Somewhere along the line, when you think that no one's watching your discipleship, all of a sudden you see, notice that there's someone watching what you are doing and how you are treating others. We have, a, we have an amazing opportunity to show through our thoughts, words and deeds as we profess when we when we um, ask for absolution and when we confess our sins, in our thoughts, words and deeds, we can show Christ crucified in our lives. And whilst we wait for the second coming, whilst we wait like the disciples did for Jesus to be resurrected and to be with them again, we are the ones who are Christ's face to other people. We are the hands that will work for those that cannot work for themselves. And we are going to be the feet of those who will be Christ's feet, carrying the message into worship spaces, into our homes and into other places when maybe someone else won't. It is part of our discipleship, it is part of who we are, that this journey of Good Friday isn't just something for us to do and make ourselves feel better. It is for us now, knowing what this journey has done to our soul and the burdens that have been lifted, to make sure that there is someone else who has burdens and who carries spiritual weight, to have a testimony from you to say, look, why don't you try this? Why don't you do this? Because when we look at the Bible, the most effective way to bring Christ to any person is not to build many churches. It's not to hire lots of clergy to do sermons. It is when you and I become vulnerable in Christ and we are opening up our heart of flesh, the heart of stone that has been replaced with a heart of flesh and sharing to those around us how Jesus convicted us and how Jesus saved us on a night when after many years when things weren't going so well I knew my Lord and Jesus had come to save me I didn't know where his plan would lead me and ultimately it's led me here to be with you but on that night I was lost 
I had no idea how to move out of the mess that I was in. And I sat, and I didn't read the Bible. I wasn't, I wasn't in that mentality of reading the Bible a lot. But I did watch this DVD called Touched by an Angel. I'm not sure if you remember the Irish angel that always used to glow when um, she'd share things with people. And it was called, uh, the episode was called Jacob's Ladder. And it was about how people had covered themselves with so much stuff that they couldn't find their way to God. So the essence of that DVD was to put your hand up and ask God to, and ask God to take you home. I felt there was so much mud and so much stuff that I'd got wrong and I had no idea how to get out of it. So I watched the DVD and I put my hand up and I said, God, can you take me home? I don't know what, I have no idea how to get out of this mess. When I share that with you, from my heart to your heart, what impact does that have on you? Knowing that I, a sinner, the first sinner in this room, was able to be touched by God and he grabbed my hand and took me home. Have faith. God can take us home. And today is about the fact that he is bringing us home. Today is about the journey that we get to on Sunday morning when we have our resurrection service and we're going to have songs with trumpets in them and loud songs and there's going to be a great celebration of our renewal. We're going to be renewing our vows and I've got lots of holy water and I'm going to be splashing everyone and making sure those passages where it says about the water cleansing you and making you clean, you'll be feeling very clean after that service. I can trust, trust me on that. But that is our journey. That is who we are. Let's accept that and let's stop handing over Jesus and embracing worldliness. Let's stop handing over Jesus and embracing the easy things that do nothing to give eternal life. Let's embrace Jesus and do the things we need to in order to maintain our eternal life and our path to eternal life, but also to take someone else on that journey. The Lord be with you.